Hi, Hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushem and Dustin podcast brought to you by Nick and Tyler, the boys from Ringnecks and Retrievers. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to Flushing and Dustin. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Ring, Neck, and Retriever Flushing and Dustin podcast. It's Nick and Tyler on the horn again tonight. How's it going, guys? Hopefully you guys have had a good week so far. Um, hopefully you listened to our last podcast that we just dropped a couple weeks ago. So tonight we're going to be talking about the good old pheasant duster, or what we like to call a gun. So we've uh, been posting some stuff on Instagram. If you guys follow us at Ringnecks and Retrievers, we've been posting some questions uh, mainly around what other pheasant hunters are using kind of all over the country. You know, we have, Nick and I have what, what we use, but it's always good to see what what everyone else is using from guns to um, what type of ammo people are having good luck with. You know, there's a lot of options out there that, and there was a couple answers that, you know, Nick and I, we've never even heard of um, and got looking into them and thought they were pretty good. But uh, tonight we're going to start off just going over what, what Nick and I are currently using in the field. I know we've covered that in a couple podcasts in the past, but uh, if you guys haven't listened to those, we're just going to recover those. And, um, you know, Nick, last year we bought that, the new gun, the Winchester yes, SX4. Yes, sir. And we bought the 20-gauge model. They come in the 20 and 12. Yep. Um, and it was actually, you know, very reasonably priced uh, firearm. It was, I think, what, seven or 800 bucks? Yeah, it was right, right at eight, I believe it was. Yeah, brand new. Uh, you know, and that's the 20-gauge. I think we both got 26-inch barrel on it. Yeah, it was a shorter barrel, quicker swing. Uh, I do feel like that impacted our shot a little bit. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, um, gun, I mean, cycle's great, handle's great. Yeah, uh, it's nice and light. Recoil, easy walking in the field with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely tell the difference between that and uh, a 12 gauge. Even even some of the best 12 gauges I have, a other my other duster I would say is a Maxis, which I know I've said previously, but uh, yeah, it feels light. But once you get it loaded, the magazine loaded, shell in the chamber, um, pretty heavy after a day of walking. Yeah, through. yeah. You know, and, and the good thing about that old 20 gauge is, you know, the shells are a little cheaper, which is kind of nice, um, and it. You know, I like using the three inch. You can usually find, so I found it easier to actually find 20 gauge shells um, during the middle of the season than I did 12s. You know, I think they're becoming more popular. Um, yeah. So I think they're making more shells. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people, my wife, uh, she actually shoots a uh, 20 gauge Stoger. And that gun, it's her first gun, first shotgun. Uh, super light. We went and picked it out. She just liked it because of how it felt. Now that's a cheaper gun. We got that for around four hundred bucks. But we find nice little twenty gauge shells out there. Um, yeah. For her, um, you know, we tried different shots with her, just see what she can do. She's not as experienced a hunter as myself or you. Yep. But, uh, the gun and um, the shell makes a difference. Um, yeah. So. They all shoot a little bit different, and so we're still kind of playing with that. Now, she hasn't shot her gun 
for over a year. So we're going <laughs> back to the drawing board. Uh, well, maybe in a couple of years, actually, we're having a baby again in December. So I don't even think she'll probably hunt this year. So be two yeah. years out, out of the field. Um, but, uh, yeah. It'd be, it'd be hard uh, walking through the field eight months, nine months pregnant. Hey, oh, they're t- hey, they're tougher than we are, you know. So yeah. It wouldn't yeah, surprise me. <laughs> yeah. So, no, um, but on our ring neck and retrievers on Instagram, uh, I think it was last week we posted – couple questions regarding the guns because you know we're we're both in the market for um a new shotgun for this upcoming season and so we were curious you know what what is something that other people are using um and so there was actually we we got a pretty good response rate on it um and there was about five that were kind of duplicates um that we got multiple of the same guns on um actually the top one which is the one that nick and i are kind of looking at is the one that got the most responses for them the gun that's most used whether it's a new one or an old one is uh the browning sweet 16 yep that is like was the number one gun on the responses um we actually had a few guys send us some pictures because they had some old Belgium made sweet 16s. And I I mean, people just love, love those guns. I've, I've personally never owned a 16 gauge. I I do have a 16 gauge. Um, It's a single shot for my grandpa. Uh, It's an old Winchester. Um, I'd have to look at the dates on them. I'm not familiar with what they are, but I do know that it's a pretty rare gun. I believe there's only about 300 of them ever made. It was, it was, Oh, that's pretty legit. I mean, my grandpa's 95. So, and he had this, I mean, he had this before he was a teenager, I believe he said so. Oh, wow. Yeah. He had it, uh, way back in the day, 80 years. Yeah. Do you know if he bought it brand new or do you, did he get it from someone or, uh, you know, I haven't even asked him. I'll, I'll actually have to call him this week and find out a little backstory on it, but yeah, single shot. He barely used it from what I know and what it looks like. So pretty sweet guns. I do have one, never shot it, probably never going to shoot it. Yeah. Um, It's one of those type of, yeah. Thinking about just getting it restored and yeah, put put her in the safe and, and, and letting it be, letting it be. It's a good, uh, a good gun to pull out of the safe when your buddies are over and you can talk a few stories, you know, yeah, those type of, you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I've held this, the Browning sweet 16. It's yeah. flirted with me in the past, uh, <laughs> past years, probably. Nick don't get a lot of flirting these days, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that I do not. Uh, so, you know, for, I don't know, I think it's been out for what, three or four years now, maybe five. Uh, yeah. On that. But it's recent. It's a newer gun, and I've been looking at that gun for probably the last three or four years, uh, for sure, since it's come yeah. out. And uh, you know, I've always got... loved loved the look of the A5, like the humpback on it. I know some people are kind of <sighs> that's refreshing. That's refreshing. What are you having tonight, Nick? I'm having refreshing Natterdays. Why not? Boy. Usually I don't have those on Saturdays, but uh, today feels well, like a good day. Any day you can have them because it ends in day. And what are you drinking? Oreo crisp, you said? It is called <laughs> <laughs> it's Lake Time Brewery. So if anybody's ever been to Okaboji, Iowa, this is where this is out of. It's called Oreo Speedwagon. Oh. Doesn't taste much like an Oreo, but it's 
it's malty that's for certain <laughs> but it feels like you're on a speed wagon yep that's right <laughs> so, but yeah that that brownie man you know it's well, you know i it, think I, I think the biggest thing for me when I'm understanding the gun and when I'm looking at what people are doing and why people are using this gun the most, I've held it. It feels like a 20 gauge, but has a little bit more power. Yeah. So I think that's probably the main reason, um, you know, people are choosing that over the 20 gauge even. Yep. Um, but they're taking it over the 12 gauge too because you get those extra powers. Now, the thing I don't know, and maybe you know, Tyler, is what are the shot sizes they come in in this you know are they just shooting two and three quarter are we shooting three inch uh you know what is the makeup of it because it's really not 16 gauge didn't really get popular until just recently no and it's there's not that's the one thing that is i think the downfall of a 16 of buying a 16 gauge is they're they're not your normal streamline guns are not your normal 12 and 20s where you can go to basically any outdoor shop and you know that they're going to have 12 and 20 gauge ammo in stock you know to be honest all i've only really found two and three quarter inch shells for the 16 gauge um Which, the number I mean, four and number fives yep and i think that's plenty um i do too you know i get stuck in this mental state where i feel like i need to use threes and i always yeah, want to use like, threes yeah uh, but i have even two and three quarter and they have done the job just as well as a three inch yeah you know and like you said it's it's just that mental state where you're like oh man if i don't have that extra quarter inch with extra bbs you know am i gonna be able to knock down a bird but if you think about it how many years of hunting did you do with two and three quarters growing up that you had no problem probably my whole life until uh just diesel you know the last six years is probably when i really started digging in the old three inch yeah i I think i got that from my dad honestly um every time he'd go hunting and bring his shells he'd always have three inch yeah like well i'm not going to miss an opportunity i'm taking the bigger shell yeah and and so then that's when i kind of switched my mentality but uh, yeah i know this past year we used uh I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Prairie Storm, yeah, three quarter, and I mean shit, we knocked. Yeah, they knock them down just fine. I, you know, and it, I think it's if you look at waterfowl shells, everybody in waterfowl is using three or three and a half inch. You know, it, but I think the birds with the type of you know, feathers and stuff that they have on, they're more, they're harder for a BB to get through. You know, you think of a goose, they have pretty thick wings and whatnot. So to be able to get through that, I think, you know, you have that more of a, you know, maybe a three inch has a little bit more knockdown power um, to penetrate. It depends on the powder in the shell. Um, Yeah. You know, really the three inch, I think the main thing it's offering is just, the extra BBs, yeah, um, for the most part, yeah. So, you know, not to we didn't you know not to skip ahead, but we were talking to another question that we posted. Um, since we're on the topic of shotgun shells, is kind of what is everybody using? You know, yeah, and we got we got Boss Ammo. Never yeah, heard of it. Never heard well, of never Boss heard Ammo, of and we're both not like, once. dude, we got it. We got to check this out. Um, 
So, so, so yeah, I got I got uh, you know I looked him up, um, and I have him here in my phone. It's a non-tox shell, um, you know, white-coated scientist and full complement of lab donkeys. <laughs> it's what yeah. right here uh, to do the grunt work. Uh, every shell is built with specific purpose, delivered devastating lethal payloads uh, at a price that you won't break the bank. Uh, pretty simple. Here's the steps, and they give you all the steps on the website. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is it's a non-tox shell. So when you buy yes. them, you know, you don't have to worry when you're going to public land or, you know, whatever the case, because some public lands, you have to use steel shot or non-tox. Yep. Um, so that's that's great. Um, they do say that a price that won't break the bank, um, they are a little more expensive than what I'm used to spending. Yeah, um, so, and they don't. They only come in boxes of 20 instead of 25 shells, which is a little different. Yeah, so this box of 20 is $27. This is 12 gauge, two and three quarters, uh, one and a quarter ounce shot, five shot. Five shot. Uh, yep. Now, this one uh, I have here is 12 gauge, three inch, one and a half ounce. This is two Oof. shot. This is, uh, this is $33. That's more waterfowl. Yeah, you can also buy these in the case. Uh, yep. I have a t- 20 gauge here, three inch, uh, one and eighth ounce, five shots, 27 bucks. I mean, that's not too that's bad. Not bad. It's no. going to be, you know, and the thing is, is what's, what's the, what's the ounce on that? The, the 20 Yeah. Uh, the it's payload. one and eighth. One the and pay, eighth. The one and eighth payload on a 20 gauge. Dang. Yeah. That's actually yeah. really good. If you look at like, uh, I had a look checked out a box box of Prairie Storm before I came in here. For non toxic, theirs is only seven eighths of an ounce. You know, and to me that's that's getting it's one ounce, you know, an eighth of an ounce below an ounce. Um, but you know, I think that's where your Yeah, you know, and here's a box your of penetrating Prairie. power comes in, you know. I brought up a box of Prairie Storm here on my phone as well. Shot size four, two and three quarters. It is uh, it's twenty six ninety nine. So I mean, it's it, not much it, different. No. So probably gonna you know muzzle velocity is fifteen hundred. I guess I didn't look at the muzzle velocity. Is that uh, the? Was that the twelve gauge? This is the twelve gauge. Yes. Let me let me pull up the twelve gauge quick. Um. So on the twenty gauge, I don't know if it has the muzzle velocity here. I'll tell you in a second. Uh. Yeah. So it travels thirteen fifty feet per second. So actually. Prairie Storm does travel a little bit faster. Um, yeah. Still, you know, I think by going this route, I mean, it takes <laughs> it takes all the guesswork out of it. You got a non-tox shell. You can use it for anything yep. that pops up. You could be out there hunting pheasants, see a squirrel, and maybe you just want to take that squirrel too, you know? Yeah. That works too. <laughs> I do like I do like the fact of the non-toxic, you know, because when we take our hunting trip, it's, you know, last year I'm like, all right, I got to make sure that I – pack lead i gotta make sure that i pack steel you know you want to make sure you have enough if you have just one that you got to worry about one load that works and hopefully you don't miss a lot where you got to be shooting three four times at a bird you know well and the other thing i want to say is how many damn shells do you actually go through in a year you know i go overload and i buy <laughs> oh, I, know. I mean i'll buy 20 boxes of shells in a year and i still got them back here and i haven't even touched them yeah Adam said you know, so I go, oh, 
Yeah, I go overload so much in shells, and then every year when it starts up to hunting season again, I go buy new shells, yeah. and I still have these. And then I'm like, oh, well, shit, maybe I better use these fucking shells. So then I got to go – then I start over in a cycle using my old shells, and I got these new ones. <laughs> then when I go to South Dakota, I always take the new ones. Yeah, so it's a mental game. It is. So, I mean, I, I'm going to try them. I think I'm going to try these boss shells. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to – I'm definitely going to buy – I don't think I'm going to start with a full case. I'm just going to yeah. get you know, buy the, the single box first. Um, and then, you know, if I like them, yeah, I'm definitely going to go with the full case. I I do like, they do have a 16 gauge on there. Oh, they um, do. I didn't see that. I was looking at uh, two and three quarter. You got to f- scroll down a little bit. You got to load more on the pop-up page and it's the purple or bluish, whatever color. Yeah, that I mean, is. I think, I, I think I'm going to take these two, uh, you know, one ounce number fives. That's, and they travel at 1350, so they have the same velocity as what the 12 gauges of these are popping out. Um, a one ounce payload for a 16 gauge, you know, a, a gun that's as light as 20 gauge, but shoots like a 12. I mean, yeah, I yeah. think it's, I think they're going to be pretty boss shells. <laughs> boss you know? hog, man. And like I said, non toxic, so you never have to worry about where you're hunting if. You you think about it, you hunt cattail sloughs and whatnot for upland. If you have your waterfall, you know, duck stamps and whatnot. If something pops what, up, you can. What was the it. other one we heard of? Wasn't it back ridge ammo or something like that? That uh, was supposed me, to be a that was supposed to be a good one too. Uh, I think, and I don't know, but somebody said back ridge as well. I think is what it's called. Um, and apologize. Should have looked this up. It just popped up. Yep, I got it. Back ridge ammo right here. Um, Backridge ammo. I should have looked this up before I even got on here. Uh, but um, right, I'll pull it up quick. Backridge. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So they got ten gauge, twelve gauge, sixteen gauge, twenty gauge, oh, twenty gauge. Tens. Yeah. So they have a whole load. You know, sixteen gauge, one ounce, four shot, twenty five round box is thirty ninety nine. So I mean, it's, it's... the same. Basically the yeah. same price if you figure because the other boxes are only twenty. Um, you know, I think these are these are non tox shells too, I believe. Yeah, they look like they are. Yeah. Yeah. And they got they got sixteen gauge too. Yep. Um so there's a couple different types of ammo we're gonna try this year. Uh, yeah, know, we're used. To, I'm used to just going into uh, uh, Fleet, you know, Farm Fleet Farm and, and uh, you know whatever they got. You know, I always said my my go-to was Browning BXD, but um, you know I pay 16 bucks or whatever it is for those, so I might just try a couple different shells and see how they react. Yeah, you know, and it, it's always good. It feels good. You know, you're supporting kind of these smaller smaller companies that are getting up off their feet. You know, that are like their primary thing is just making some bomb ass ammo that, you know, is made for the sportsmen and whatnot. So I think it, I, I think it'd be worth trying and just seeing how they shoot. You know, it's, yeah, it's you pretty know, legit. You know, and I, I always feel like if you have a good gun that you really like shooting a better shell, there's less deposit. Um, it's just higher yeah. quality made. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, doesn't gum up your barrel, gum up your action, gum up all all that your trigger mechanism so much. It just shoots a little bit better. Yeah, that's yep, what I've I noticed. There. Could be completely wrong, but that's what I've noticed. I mean, you know, you think about it. Some of these inertia-driven guns, if you don't have a 
a gun that you know or a shell that um has Six enough powder in it it yeah. doesn't eject it you know yeah, so, so you got to make sure you have that i actually ran into that uh and i can't say that this was exactly what was wrong but i had 20 gauge franchi um i don't know if there was another brand to it but it was it was one of the cheaper semi-autos it was uh, like 600 bucks yeah and every time i shot it it would jam on me that's shit and i was using those brownings that was brown browning two years BX- ago you had that yeah i was using those browning bxds and it would not cycle them at all and hmm. i want to be able to shoot whatever i want to shoot shell wise um yeah so i was pretty disappointed with it um you know, I know some people have really good luck with it, so I'm not saying it's a bad gun. I just didn't have good luck with it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. You know, speaking of Franchi, we had uh, so another one of the questions that we, we posted was what uh, what types of guns are people hunting with? You know, is it, are you going with a 12-gauge, 20-gauge, Sweet 16? And then we posted, you know, who's using just your normal semi-auto, pump, over and under? or side by side and to me if you're using an over and under and side by side it's it's a gentleman's gun you know oh like, for sure that's like for sure any when you think of a picture of pheasant hunting you see a nice over and under or side by side with a nice wood stock nice shiny black barrel yeah i mean that's you what know. i think of as pheasant hunting but i also think of all the misses i'll have <laughs> yeah and I'm like, I'd like to have that third to maybe fourth shell just in case I have enough time to pull the trigger. Even though if I, it's too far out, I'm still going to pull the trigger as a Hail Mary. Yeah. But maybe if I up my antics on the ammo and spend a little more, I'll rethink my shot process. But uh, no, we actually had a lot of people comment um, other than the Browning Sweet 16 was the either over and unders or side by sides. And one of the really popular ones um, you were talking about Franchi and one of the popular ones was the Franchi instinct LX over and under. I think it's uh, on Bass Pro, it's about 1500 bucks on Bass Pro, you know, and over and unders you can get, I mean, those, the price on over and under can skyrocket pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, I, I, and over under, it's a unique gun. It's a gentleman's gun. But usually, yep. they have some of the most beautiful uh, engravings. engravings on yes. the side and woodwork. Yeah, um, I do not have one. I would like to get one one day. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm just in this process of getting these, I guess, fun guns, if you will. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I think one day I will definitely look at this gun or the, uh, I believe it's the Browning Satori. Oh yeah. Gun. Those yep. are nice. We had a, a person send us a picture of the Beretta um, Silver Pigeon. I believe it was the Beretta Silver Pigeon. And the engravings that they have on those receivers is just to think about someone with that kind of, like, that they can steady their hand. I'm sure it's laser engraved, you know, but just the amount of time that it takes for a laser to engrave all the little yep. details into something like that is just to me, it's pretty awesome. Well, you know, and I think carrying a gun like that, I mean, that's lighter than your 20 gauge. That's lighter oh, yeah. than, that's lighter than anything. I mean, you, you, two, you don't you have all the shells. You got two shells yeah. in it. And you don't have all the, the mechanisms or the components in it, you know, because when you shoot, it's not going to 
it doesn't eject so you don't have to worry about that action in there and you literally you know you shoot two pop it open and some of them have self ejectors where the shell comes popping out for you some of them don't have that self ejectors i know i had i had the one over and under um i actually got rid of it because i just it was a 20 gauge uh god what was it um would i have it last year two it was years a, ago it was a stoger i believe stoger yeah the 555 steven's 555 yeah and i just i don't know he could he couldn't hit shit that's the problem no, no. <laughs> so i was like fuck it i'm done with this gun and but it was super super light and the one thing i didn't like is it didn't have the shell ejectors on it when you opened up the barrel for the ejection you actually had to pull them out and put the new ones in i i think i'd enjoy it more if the other ones like popped up and out you know into your hands or whatever instead of having to spend time trying to yep. dig them out especially when you have gloves and stuff on it makes it a little difficult but um yeah and, and i don't know do you, you said you're pulling these up do you know anything about the beretta silver pigeon i have i don't know anything about that gun so i've actually never even heard of it yeah based on Cabela's just looking at there's the price range so they must have like different you know the receivers must be different the wood stock must be different because they have um you know hand ambidextrous but they range anywhere from one thousand dollars to you know twenty two hundred bucks so you know it just kind of depends on you know, I'm guessing there's different finishes, different, you know, different grades of wood or something that would allow well, them and, to. And, and it might be, you know, you look at Benelli. Stoger is part of Benelli. Yeah. Um, it might be a scenario like that where Stoger is like their entry. True. You know, entry to mid gun, and then you go up to the Benelli Super Black Eagle and all those guns. Yeah. their high, high-end guns. Yeah, because um, they I have. Do, I do believe that you, to an extent, you get what you pay for in guns. Yes. Just like anything else. Um, I do think that the SX4 is probably the best gun for your money out there that I have seen. I, I would 100% um, agree. The gun is on fire, guys. But if you're looking at other guns and you're going through Browning and you know um, you're looking at what they have, I mean, you get to that top echelon of the Browning Maxis, the the A5s, yeah, um, the Super Black Eagles, the Breda A400. Um, those guns are reliable. Oh, they are uh, super super easy to handle. Um, yeah, they're just they're just really fun. Yeah, and it's it's kind of cool, you know. It's like a gun that you can kind of show off a little bit, you know. Like when we were like, "Hey, yeah, we got the SX4." People are kind of like, "Oh, you know, it's a decent gun." But like, you bring out your Maxis, and it's yep. it's a nice looking gun. You bring yep. out an A5, especially the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. Like people are just like, "Damn!" Like yep. that is an awesome gun. You know, and they have that, the A5 uh, 12 gauge. It's like the Hunter high grade. Have you seen that one that they uh, came out yeah, with? Yeah, I, I believe you sent it to me. Yeah, and it has the has those engravings in it. Oh, man, that thing is, that thing is just beautiful. But I'd be like, you get too nice of a gun. They're not going to use it. Yeah, and, I mean, how often 
That's kind of my point in life, though. At some point, I'm just going to have guns, but I'm not going to use them. My yeah. wife says that all the time. How many shotguns do you need? I'm like, well, I need one yeah. of each for That's sure. That's the question. <laughs> I need one of each for sure. I'm yeah. not going to use them is not the question. I'm probably not going like, to use all of them. Well, the oh. A5 has a 12-gauge, a 20-gauge, and a 16-gauge, so I'm probably going to need all three of those. Yep. And then go on to the next model, you know. Yeah. But it's... You know, I, I can't wait. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping this fall... You know, pending baby and stuff that I, I pull this trigger in the Sweet 16. That's what, yeah. that's what I'd like to do. Literally pull the trigger on the Sweet yes. 16. Yeah. Yes. While you're looking at a bird. Yeah. Yes. That'd be pretty legit. No, it's, like I said, the the guns, there's, there's so many out there. There's so many out there to choose, you know, and it's, I think it, it's, as a person, it's like, you, you know, you got to know what price range you're willing to spend in. You know, I'm, I'm personally never going to probably spend over $2,000 for a gun um, unless there's something extremely special. You know, if I've, I've looked around to try to find a shotgun that has like a golden retriever engraved in it or something, you know, just since I hunt with those, yep. and I haven't found one. If I was, if they did come out with one, you know, and I would probably spend whatever the price was on it just to, you know, uh, if you're just getting into hunting, and I don't know the full name of this gun yet, and you're looking for a good 12-gauge, I know that Mossberg recently just came out with a brand-new semi-auto, yeah, what is that and one? it's right around five to 600 bucks, and I believe, if I remember this correctly, it actually has uh, the, the, the fastest, sh- I don't know what you want to call it, the fastest shoot time. It, well, yeah. It shoots shells faster than any shotgun on, which I, at first, I'm pretty sure that was the SX-4. Um, but they claim that this one is. Uh, um, so, Mossberg, highly touted brand. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to have Mossberg growing up, too. Uh, that was my first gun. It was a 20-gauge pump Mossberg. Um, my dad had a, uh, maybe he still has it, uh 20-gauge pump uh, Mossberg. So, yeah. I think it's the, is it the 940? Yep, that sounds right. Jim Pro. Yep, that sounds right. Yeah, that thing is sweet. Yeah. Designed yeah. by a competition shooter. My uh, sister's boyfriend told me about it because he said he wants to get it uh, before hunting season. So, nice. Yeah, he's a big Mossberg guy. That's I mean, that's all he has. Shotgun. It's pretty cool. It's uh, black with like gold, um, like hand. On your receiver, the handle to pull back to eject the shell or the button to push to load one. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's, huh. it's a pretty cool gun. I mean, I was looking it up, and I watched a few videos on it. and Yeah. yeah. It looks like a solid gun. Um, they're just – that's, I believe, Mossberg's first gun breaking into the semi-auto market from what I know. Um, so we might be seeing some bigger things come from them if they're going to do that. Yeah. They might have some, some good stuff in the works. And that's, man, there's just, like I said, so much out there and so many, so many good guns. You know, you got the, like I said, the Brett A400, they make that, that light synthetic one. Yep. That's a 12 gauge, but it's super light. And they have, has it, I've never talked to anybody that's used it, but it has a gun pod on it. So you can actually, it like tracks your, it's like a GPS in the gun and tracks kind of where you walk and shoot. Yeah, and then, the, A, the A400 light does? Yeah. So if you, uh, 
I need to pull it up quick from old Beretta website. Um, yeah, so it's called Gun GunPod 2. So I'll just read it. So it comes with a built-in GunPod 2 unit, a Bluetooth-compliant electronic unit that transmits all the information you want about your hunt to a smartphone app, which is included. So it lets you create a map of your hunt, drop a pin where you took the best shots, help you remember where the game was, and immortalize each shot with a photo, video, or note. And then you can share it to Facebook or other social media sites. So it kind of sounds like the GunPod honestly kind of sounds like Onyx Hunt. Yeah, so it does sound like. You know, that's unless what we track, use. Unless it can track, like, you know, how you're swinging the gun, how you're pulling yeah. the gun. Yeah, how I missed the damn bird. Does yeah. it track that? Like, <clears throat> I mean, it's pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, Benelli 828? So, looking on that on Cabela's, this one, the Benelli 828 over and under shotgun, nickel engraved receiver, 12-gauge, 28-inch, Starts at twenty eight hundred dollars. Whoa! What's, yeah, I don't have sweet engravings on nickel. it. What's the nickels? Like, what's costing? Does it look pretty sweet? I mean, I don't have it's, a picture. And... and to be honest, it looks the wood grain's pretty cool on it. It's a di- little different design. I think it's probably the nickel engraved receiver that looks pretty, like almost like titanium looking. It's pretty cool, but. You know, guys, in a lot of these guns, it's the 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 MOA, the mechanism of action. Uh, yeah. What happens in the action, how it ejects, how that works, um, and how reliable that actually is in weather. I can tell you that I've had my Browning. Uh, I've had it for probably 10 years now-ish, somewhere in there. And I've had that thing underwater, duck hunting. Don't even know it, but I dip. You know, you're you're walking in your waders, and all of a sudden you sink yeah. in, and you're carrying deeks, and you got your gun uh, with the uh, sling, and it's the back of it's in water, and you're like, oh shit. Yep. Pull it up. Still <laughs> fires. Yeah. Still fucking fires. Those the Browning to me are like a workhorse gun. Like they, you can do whatever you want with those, and they're still gonna. They're yeah. still gonna work. Yeah, I would say the same for a lot of the Benellis. Uh, I know a lot of yeah. my friends, uh, obviously outside of us, to have the Super Black Eagle. Yeah, and that that seems to be tried and true. The Brother Silver Pigeon, the A four hundred, the Benelli eight twenty eight. I I don't know anything about those. I don't know anybody that has one. Yeah, you know, I think I think the only thing that I've really heard negative about the A four hundred. If you're using it for pheasant hunting, obviously it's a little it's heavy because it's gas driven. But you know, I've heard some guys if more in the duck hunting realm, if it's like super super cold, they've had where that gas kind of will like solidify a little bit and it won't work properly. You know, if you're if it's sitting out in the cold. Yeah. But I'm. I mean they haven't had any other issues other than that with I think it. the technology with some of these guns is so advanced that I don't think it matters anymore. No. Honestly. No. Honestly. Like I said, the only gun that I've ever had a problem was with the, was the Franchi 20 gauge. And I, I believe uh, it, it apparently just didn't like the shells I was shooting for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. Why that was, I don't know, but it, it made me want to trade the gun in. And so that's what I did. But yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad gun. I just think, probably what I was shooting, maybe 
maybe I didn't have it tight enough against my shoulder so it could uh, get enough uh, uh, you know, recoil enough st- yeah. enough stability when it was going through that motion to boom and pump the shell out. Uh, so there's just some things that, you know, yeah, to think about. Yeah. But it seems like, you know, based on the poll that we took on Instagram and whatnot, that the 12 gauge is still the number one gun that everybody uses. It just, it's still the most popular, you know, which, which makes sense. It's a lot of, you know, when you're growing up, it's like, when you're first thinking shotguns, you're like, oh, I don't want to touch a 12 gauge because I'm scared of the kick, you know. Yep. But you're like, I want that power to be able to knock something down. Or, you know, if you're using it for deer hunting or whatever, you know, you're like, the 12 gauge is going to have more knockdown power. It's going to reach out there further. Your confidence boost, yep. you know. So I, I think the 12 gauge is it's just more popular because of that. But you know, it was crazy. The act, the 16 gauge was the second most popular gauge that we got on this poll. That and was, I think is, I think as years go on, it's going to be going that way. I, I mean, yeah. Look at, all the, look at all these millennials; they can't carry heavy shit. They don't like to do hard <laughs> no. shit. <laughs> no, and I think I honestly think for bird hunting, the 16 gauge is for pheasant hunting. The 16 gauge is the best of the best. Like when it comes to weight and knockdown power of the shell, I think there's, you know, I would say it beats the 12 gauge because of the weight, but it beats 20 gauge because of the knockdown power. Oh yeah. So, you you know, you're looking at like a perfect middle gun. It's just, there's barely any brands out there that make them. No, Uh, Brownie's the only one that I know of right now. Yeah. And Thank God it's Browning because they're a very good gun. Yeah. So, but, you know, overall, like I said, the the Browning Sweet 16 seems to be taking the cake on um, what a lot of bird hunters across the U.S. and the people that follow us are using. And it seems that this Boss Ammo, you know, I can't wait to try it. I'm I'm excited to to get a box. Yeah, it it seems like that's kind of a very popular and, you know. The question is, are you going to go three inch or are you going to go two and three quarters? That's the real question. I think for the 12 gauge, <laughs> yeah, for the 12 gauge um, for pheasant, I think I'm going to stick with two and three quarter. Uh, for 20 gauge, I, I think I'll go with three inch. That's a respectable shot. That's a respectable you know, decision. I think it's, and the 16, they only have two and three quarters, so I have to get a 16 gauge first, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think the two and three quarter will work just fine on the birds as long as oh, I yeah. hit. I got to hit them first. You know, well, I can put a lot of holes in the air. However, I struggled putting a lot of holes in birds last year. Yeah, me too. So you and me both. But well, guys, um, I hope this was informative. You know, we're we're trying to post these questions on on Instagram to get some more information out to you guys. Cause you know, like we have, we have a lot of combined years of bird hunting experience, but it's always good to know what other people around, you know, the U S are using for um, different guns, whatnot for bird hunting. Yeah. I mean, we're just trying to bring you guys the best info we can. Um, if you have any questions, again, please reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, again, our email is ringnecksretrievers at gmail.com. 
And I also want to throw a couple shout-outs uh, to sponsors. We didn't do that right away. CrossFit 327 and Pleasant Hill. Be sure to reach out to them. Um, if you need their info, you can reach out to us. And then uh, Homeworks Construction up by Guttenberg in Dyersville, Iowa. Um, Chris, he's your man there. Uh, if you need want to give him a call, his number is uh, 563-590-2829. So if you have any questions there and you need to rebuild your home or anything up in that area, give me a shout. Awesome. Until, until next time, guys. Flush him and dust him. Talk to you later.